podcast of 2021. Happy New Year, all you savages. We love you. Beers and Beards podcast. I'm David McKinney. Gary Thomas is my counterpart down in Kentucky. Heterosexual life mate. Yes, partner, life partner, podcast partner. Uh, we have done, this is our 35th episode. But our first of the year. First of the year. That. Second year in existence. I feel like maybe we should have started season two. I don't I don't like podcasts. <laughs> I know. Uh, but yeah, so 2021 already off to a much better start than 2020. Got Ohio State in the college football playoff, dominating Clemson. That's right. A Southern team. We had, as you can see, the Browns. In the playoffs, playoffs since first time since I was 13 years old, and now I'm 113 years old. I was gonna say that was six years ago, so it doesn't <laughs> so not very I, special. Yeah, I decided to wear the Browns jersey tonight because by the time we record next, the Browns will be eliminated from the playoffs. So this will be my only opportunity. <laughs> and Ohio State will be uh, it'll be the day before when we record, but the day, uh, the day. Of when we release the podcast are so, you a fan of the late night monday night no football champ? i'm not either i played think, at three o'clock on a sunday but i realized yeah. the nfl all that but yeah so i think part of it is you know college football for me is a saturday thing like the monday night football thing is weird um but i right. think what they should do is be it should be on like the national championship should be the first saturday of the year yeah, I think they should play the first, like the semifinal games, the week before Christmas, like maybe even Christmas Eve. That would be awesome. And then the semifinals, either or the championship game, New Year's Day, or like that first Saturday of the year. Yeah, I'm not opposed to that. I'm, uh, as you know, I'm a staunch SEC Alabama supporter. fan. I'm not a huge Alabama fan. <laughs> Alabama uh, and Georgia and th- Auburn. Yeah, I mean, I, I I like all of the SEC schools, uh, Sands, Texas A and M, because they're not really Missouri. Do you count Missouri? It's usually a win for Kentucky and football and basketball. Like we, I think we just beat Missouri in basketball for our second yeah. win of the season. So yeah, I'll count them as as you know about like Vanderbilt a win on the season. <laughs> I th- Vanderbilt is like that token smart kid in the SEC. And they had a girl kicker. Shout out to her. Yeah. She's probably going to get drafted in the top 20. <laughs> uh, the, but yeah, so the ACC, which includes Clemson and Notre Dame this year, went 0 and 6 in bowl games. Isn't Louisville an ACC? Yeah. And so my wife listens to our podcast. So, and she, she skips when we talk about sports. So she might be able She's to skip not the next sports? like five minutes. No, she she leaves the room, especially when I watch Ohio State football. So wait, like, you're not doing... an avid sports fan. Yeah, you're married to this beautiful, intelligent lady, and you have a core separation in sports. entertainment values. Yeah, I mean, does she, she watch is, any sports? Like, well, so her thing is she hates drama. Any sort of drama, she does not like. She likes, doesn't watch Law and Order. Like, if there was a show that. Basically, it was just people, and they were just happy the whole time, and there was no drama. That would be her favorite show. Like, The Office is the closest thing to that. Um, 
does she and still that's get... she loves the office that's her favorite show of all time so rising tensions and dramas in shows makes me uncomfortable that's why i've always been very much so never upset when i get a spoiler alert i would rather know what's coming <laughs> same thing with horror movies i don't yeah. like i want to know it can I be don't. gruesome just just let me know i feel like that moment of especially with with the type of shows i like that moment of where you see like all of the culmination of i don't really watch like horror scary movies or anything like that like whatever but that moment of like where all of the like the the puzzle pieces all come together and they've been hinting at things like the aha moment yes um yeah those are the best best moments of shows for me um I got a couple shows on my radar that I want to check out. One of them is The Wilds on Amazon. Have you watched it? Um, it's basically a bunch of teenage girls, and they're on. They end up on this like plane crash on a on a desert island. And so it's like Lord of the Flies, but with girls. Yeah, but they find out that it's this elaborate social experiment. It's Epstein Island. Yes. <laughs> See what you do on Amazon. Um. We are not on Amazon, so we can talk shit about them. But yeah. Amazon might own seven out of the ten podcasts oh. actually, uh, platforms that we're on. So yeah, they probably own Zoom. Let's just be honest. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so football has been, you know, amazing. But it, you know, I'm crazy when I watch specifically Ohio State football. Like I'm yelling, I'm doing push-ups. I messed up my shoulder, and I was you know just like getting pumped up. Like I'm standing up, yelling, walking up to the TV, throwing my hands up. Yeah, I'm a different person. I'm a, here's I'm here's the thing. Back, here's back. what I respect about you and your um, fandom is that you went to school there. Yeah, I went to the school at the School of Hard Knocks, which is where the Browns. <laughs> no, you went to <laughs> the Ohio State University. So that yeah, I, and you grew up in Columbus. I could have had my pick of schools. I could have gone to Harvard. I could have gone to Moorhead State. I could have gone to <laughs> all in the same category. All the Ivy, the Ivy League, of, all the Ivy League, the Ivy League, independent of football league schools, East Central Kentucky, right? Mm-hmm. I guess that's what I don't know what what like Midway, Midway what area of no, what area of uh, Kentucky is is Moorhead? Like we are, so we are in the eastern part of Kentucky, East Central, but we are Kentucky, not okay. Eastern Kentucky, East Central Kentucky, yeah. Eastern Kentucky University is in the central part of the state. And Richmond. Yeah. So I respect David for they his don't. fandom of Ohio State, but <laughs> I also have zero respect for Ohio State. And this is this is not like a friendly jab back and forth with David. From the time I knew about – like I would pick Youngstown State 10 out of 10 times to beat Ohio State and be more happy <laughs> Uh, if they if they won yeah youngstown so state I with always, jim trestle might have a, a chance against ohio state i watched the national championship game between youngstown state and marshall university at marshall i think it was 1990 fact check this 1994 could have been 95 right. yeah um so but the th- so I'll, i'm always like prodding at david about his buckeyes and how if they were in the SEC, they would be a middle. Or they might be as good as Auburn. Like they might finish third in the SEC East. They played 
1991, Youngstown State won, and 1993, Youngstown so State won. 17 to 5. I'm sure that was a banger. I just remember it was really cold, really cold, and there wasn't a lot of people there. You know, but Huntington's like 70 miles to the east. It's weird that the, you know, F, whatever, one double A championship used to be played at like one of the home, the home stadium of one of the teams. Now it's played in trivia question. Where's it played? Frisco, Texas. The Frisco Bowl. Yeah. Which is, I don't know why I know that. That would be, if that's the final Jeopardy, I'm getting that. Anyway, so. All the time, I tell I disrespect David on how Ohio State's not. I mean, let's look at who they the, they beat one good team this year in Indiana. Yeah, come on, bro. Like Indiana, we'll take it. We beat Indiana every year, though. So yeah. Um, so I start talking shit about how they would how Notre Dame and Ohio State should, will have to play each other, and the, the loser is banned from the playoffs for the next five years turns out Ohio state beats the shit out of Clemson, which is fine, but now they got to play Alabama, which doesn't make me nervous at all. I don't think it'll be a close game, but to sweeten up the pot, David and I have made a gentleman's bet. Yeah. That if I chose Alabama, obviously he chose Ohio state. The winner will receive a bottle of Blanton's. If which, we can find it. Yeah, which neither of us <laughs> own right now. But but we have a hookup. You know, we have places to go to ask. And uh, I think this week, first of all, Wooden Cask is amazing. Because my unbeknownst to the conversations you and I have had, my wife's like, hey, Wooden Cask has got E.H. Taylor and they've got Eagle Rare, you know, or yeah. yesterday. This. I'm like, mm, I'm waiting on that Blanton's. My... Uh, my boss and my good friend Bobby has two unopened bottles of Blanton's at his house. Ooh. I don't know why he's saving it for. Um, <laughs> That's one where I, I don't know, the Pappy even, I don't know. Like I, I have the Pappy 10 and 12 and it's not like these are, you know, rare collector's items. Right. Pappy's hard to get in general, but Blanton's is like one where I'm like, I'm cracking that bad boy open and I'm drinking it. I remember us, we had a, in the last, for long as I can remember, I've had one ounce of Blanton's with you. <laughs> yes, at uh, Wooden Cask. Cask. Shout and out it, to them again. And it was like, it's, God, I'm so mad that I'm glad we fired that producer that day. <laughs> but but it was so good. Like, it was so good. <laughs> yeah, it. and no, like, I mean, the other one we had was E.H. Taylor. And Which it, wasn't bad. It was also good, but it's I hate, like, trying yeah. to... Yeah, you can't leave the bourbons next to each other because one of them, like I had the Pappy 10 and the Pappy 12 next to each other. I'm like, the Pappy 10 shit. I'm never drinking that. (laughs) This is piss water. I ain't never drinking it again. (laughs) But the Pappy 10 by itself in a vacuum is like, hey, this is fantastic. Like I would drink that every single day if I knew that, if I knew I could get a bottle once more than once every five years. But uh, hit some droughts on. Uh, I did a couple. I tried to get a couple giveaways or not yeah. giveaways, raffles. I came up short. Yeah. We uh, we've talked about this a lot on the podcast. But I went from uh, one bottle of Jack, Jack Daniels. Daniels, which is bourbon, to and I counted eighteen bottles of bourbon, not including Jack Daniels. Now, so twenty twenty was pretty good. 
28 bottles of bourbon. That's yeah, it's impressive. Um, now, granted, some of them are plastic. <laughs> some, of but them I. Are- and this is no this isn't just this is real talk through in making this podcast and in, and both of us really going head first into bourbon which you know there's we will get to a craft beer section uh every week but i think we're both really interested in bourbon and like we talk about bourbon we talk about what's going on with bourbon um it's just the craftsmanship and the legacy of bourbon is just a little more storied and a little more for me interesting than beer because beer can be made. I'm about to sneeze (coughs) so many different ways. Right. Like, but, uh, well, and the thing, well, so my thinking, my, my thought is there's only like, you're going to run out of bourbons years before I would run out of of beers to, to drink, you know, different beers. There's always new beers. There's not always new bourbons that, that come out but the thing that's cool about it is every time that i drink a bourbon i drink the same bourbon i feel like i get something different out of it every Mm -hmm. time um not maybe i mean not every single time especially if i'm just drinking a a different taste or you know experience yeah different experience um but yeah I, i feel like i get something different out of bourbon and the cool thing about it too is I can drink it neat. I can drink it with water. I can drink it on the rocks. I can make an old fashioned, which I told you during the live show what an old fashioned is. And that I would think be you want little, an old fashioned now, don't you? A little handy, handy job. <laughs> uh, but where I was going with that is I enjoy the $10 Kentucky gentleman, the experience of trying it. And, you know, some of these are enjoyable. Old Fitzgerald. Yeah. I, I smelled it all day long. Like it was one of those, like it, you know, <laughs> cheap bourbon. And, and tonight's selection will be kind of the same. Let's but, go. Let's get it uh, out then. Let's break it out. There's no cork on it though. Oh, but tonight's that's a, you did a solid, <laughs> solid noise. Uh, tonight's bourbon as always brought to you by beard octane. Uh, I think the shipping crisis of 2020 has kind of died down. Although, a lot of people got gift cards and things, buying things. So, uh, but go check out Beard Octane, all your beard needs. I see I'm trimmed. You didn't get to see last week because David was here and I've, I'm not that technically sound yet, but I have a trim beard. Um, beardoctane.com, use promo code Beers and Beards 10, save 10% off, whether it be on swag, whether it be on bomb, whatever. Um, also, when we get done drinking this, we're going to talk about the first African American distillery in kentucky uh that they, they just bottled their first uh, or they just did they just barrel it or they just bottle it they barreled it barreled it so so we got two years at least <laughs> get my glass tonight's selection is ancient age which uh is also known as baby blanton's baby blanton's now if you talk to people who are in the know uh, in bourbon uh they will tell you for the price ancient age is an amazing bourbon it's like ten ish dollars for yep. yeah. Shout and I always to Carol think, Dawes. She uh, <laughs> hooked me up for Christmas. I always think it's interesting too, where you see a bourbon like Ancient Age that is available in glass. It's available in plastic, depending on your level of sophistication. It's probably available and in a bag. <laughs> usually, the plastic is more expensive than the glass. Uh, for this, because I sent you yeah. like the. And as soon as I went back to our Kroger, 
50 bottles of ancient age and we yeah. david and i've been looking for it they must have just had like a uh a, a, a some sort of shipping issues the uh, shipping cry armageddon of 2020 they got hit oh, with it <laughs> uh really soft on the nose you get the char i'm gonna go out on a limb and say there's something fruity in there not fruity but a little citrusy light a light i pick up something light in there with the it's 90 proof. You can look, it's a, and it's also a little lighter color. Is um, it 90 or 80 proof? It's 90. Oh, you must have the high proof one. Because I'm looking on a uh, fucking 90 on the bottle. Oh, well, that must be the high, 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 high dollar shit, dog. I don't well, so I'm looking at ancient age on buffalotracedistillery.com and it says yeah. 80 proof. So the nose, I, I, that's a solid nose. It's not overwhelming. It's not. I'm gonna be honest. It won't be a memorable nose. Palette's real soft. This one's got some like cinnamon to it. Spice, like, yeah. No, 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 no. Cin- like cinnamon. Okay. Like not you know not like that spicy burn like this. Red hots. You ever get a pack of red hots? Yeah. You know the little candies pop. That's what that. Yeah, that's. I don't know. Maybe I had larceny <laughs> like an hour ago, but yeah, that's really good, man. That's like super smooth. Yeah. How many bottles? Man, that's a four bottle. Four, four bottles. bottles. That's a go. four bottle knocker right there. And look, it's got like, I don't know if you can see, but it's like, it's hugging the glass almost, I don't know, like legs. It. Yeah. yeah. Call that so, legs and, and wine. Yeah. So man. we talked, <laughs> we, we mentioned baby Blanton's and the reason. So uh, there's actually a really cool, um, I guess, like a, a breakdown of the complete guide to uh, buying complete buying guide to Buffalo trace whiskey uh, from gear patrol, um, which being a super analytical person, like this is a perfect breakdown for me. Like what's like the hierarchy, what's the the mash bills. So they have um, mash number one, which is low rye bourbon mash. So you, that's your Buffalo trace Eagle rare EH Taylor, George T stag and benchmark. You've got your uh, mash two, which is a higher rye bourbon mash. So Blanton's and Ancient Age, which is why Ancient Age is called Baby Blanton's. You've got your weeded mash bill. So you replace the rye with the wheat. So that's your Pappy Van Winkle and your Weller. And then your rye mash bill, which is not bourbon, but uh, is a little bit more than 50% rye. So your Sazerac, which is, I love Sazerac. Yes. Parent company of buffalo trace yeah so but they only have four different mash bills it's not like hey we tweak it we you know we do this yeah they don't say specifically what they and this have. is sour mash this yeah this is a genuine sour mash so i my wife we were at party source yesterday She's sour. and she said what does sour mash mean and i was like i we've talked about it and so i looked it up sour mash is basically they don't start from scratch they they read yeah yeah so yeah. it's, it's it would like, be like uh sourdough bread yep like the same process yeah 
um, which is cool. So like you hear a lot in in bourbon, like especially like the pappies and the the bourbons that have been around forever. Of like they've had basically this same strain, like a little bit of it, like continuing throughout the years. You know, it's similar to like yeast, and it's kind of cool. So you've got. I mean, I'm sure that none of the original one is left, but it's cool to see that, you know, continuing, you know, trend of, of the bourbon, you know, it's, what's, it's, what's crazy to me is that it's identical every time they do it, but with weather, with positioning, with where it's at in the Rick house, you know, uh, evaporation, all that stuff, you know, the denseness of, the oak barrels, the disparity of what it's going to taste like. Like it's the same recipe every time. It'd be like if you would go to make a ham sandwich and four out of the 10 times it comes out a bologna sandwich or (laughs) pickle loaf or something like it got a completely different taste. I don't know. I don't know if that's a good explanation for it, but that's (laughs) like, there's so many variables that make it, it's never going to be exactly the same ever, yeah. ever. Well, and it's interesting in the the book Pappy Land, right? Thompson, who is a beautiful wordsmith of, I mean, I think he has, he is the type of writer that can perfectly explain things. And I don't know if this is a common bourbon term, but they say, uh, make the trip, making the trip. So, you know, so from distilling it to putting it in the barrel to you know, getting to your glass, the bourbon has to make the trip. And there's so many factors that go into that. But I think a lot of it is that marriage of art and science and taking a little bit more of the art out of it, because that's the part a lot of times that is that uh, will fuck you up. That is more subjective. (laughs) So making it a little bit more scientific, but then you've got these huge, you know, players that are these huge conglomerates that, don't care about the, you know, they care about making consistent product every time. And there's something to be said about that, but also there's something to be said about the craft and the art and the beauty of, you know, a product that, you know, isn't necessarily, yes, legacy product. So, and that, you know, that probably a good transition when we talk about bourbon, very much a white man dominated, uh, industry um but you know we previewed that the first african-american distillery uh barreled their first thing and so like david said it'd be at least uh two years before that comes up but do you before we get into like their story what for you a younger guy probably more i don't know uh cultured than me what's that i mean what's that mean for you or what's that not for you i mean obviously you probably don't give a shit but like for overall like what's that what's that mean you know i think it's it's diversity and everything is good you know continuing to you know which continuing to have the same thing over and over is never great but the more people that are that are brought into you know the the world of you know whatever something that's cool Uh, the more people that are brought into it the better and the more ideas that you're going to get from different backgrounds of people that completely grew up 
you know, in a different way and have a different experience. Um, so I think that that's, I mean, it's awesome. I mean, more diversity is always better than less diversity, whether it be the color, whether it be the sex, whether it be just the way that you grew up, um, having, hum- uh, homogenous, you know, ideas, that's like the, you know, this, like the idea of like ethnic cleansing and like you, you look at like purebred dogs and they're messed up and because it's, they're inbred and, and because the things that are, that are horrible about it a lot of times is they, they don't get bred out of them. Like people say right. like mutts sometimes are the best dogs because, you know, they have a little bit of everything and, you know, they, a lot of it's the good parts and the, the, the bad things with natural selection will get bred out of them. Um, but anyway, I think it's cool. Brow, I guess Brow Brothers, it's mm-hmm. called, is it's Brow Bourbon. Brow Maybe Brothers Distillery. Brow Brothers. Yeah. Um, I, it's owned and self funded by Brothers, which is also really cool. Mm-hmm. Victor, Chris, and Bryson Yarbrough. Um, and I'll put a link to Bro our Brothers. Maybe it's Bro uh, Brothers in the show notes. Um, so they started. So this is the crazy thing about like how long it takes with bourbon versus uh, versus craft beer. So they formed the company in 2013, received their distillery registration in 2018. End of 2020, they're first putting out their uh, or you know, they're filling their first barrel. Uh, barrel, and then two years if it's going to be bourbon. Uh, so 2022 is when you'll be able to taste their first bourbon for the first time, almost 10 years, almost a decade, um, from when, from when this idea, not even when the idea started, but when they formed the company, like the idea I'm sure has been around a lot longer than that. And that's the fascinating thing of, of how long it takes. I mean, you've got to have some commitment to have, you know, you can't rush it. There's like, if we started a distillery today. Yeah. All right. We're gonna we form should. form the uh, beards. the Suckeye Distillery. <laughs> I don't know enough about corn or the water, like the distillation process with water. What I would pick. Also, I don't know what the shit's gonna taste like. Like I can only know what how to make it. Like that's you can Google how to make bourbon, and that's you can make it. You know, you need an oak barrel, a new oak barrel. You need, you know, 51% corn. Figure out how whatever else you want to put in there. And then two years. But from the time that we would get to, we picked out if we're going to use Kroger purified water or creek water from, you know, the Licking River, whatever. Like, it's a crapshoot on if it's even going to be good. Yeah, you don't know. You know, and I don't know. It's, it's a huge, you know, to be the first, which surprises me that it's the first, but, but it doesn't. I mean, it's Kentucky, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, the other bourbon I was about was fresh bourbon. They didn't, they didn't start until 2017. So they, these guys started. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So, so yeah, fresh they, 2017. Gotcha. Well, either way, still very cool. I feel like we might've talked about that. At, like briefly yeah. before i tried to buy some I, I don't know if we if i if we talk about the podcast but i definitely i tried to buy some 45 dollars a bottle uh but i mean covid kind of screwed it all up thanks covid <laughs> thanks trump yeah thanks obama <laughs> so um speaking of 
politics Obama? and new year and Trump and Obama and starting a new year. A lot of people start out a new year and they try to get a fresh start, right? Hey, I yeah. drink fresh to death, fresh, fresh bourbon, fresh, uh, beer. fresh bourbon. Well, yeah, I'm a, I'm, this bourbon is so fresh. <laughs> I can taste the, the corn, the corn <laughs> right off the shelf. Um, no, but people start to try, you know, January is turn the page and, and it's, it, rebirth, it's, renewal, yeah. clean slate. It's arbitrary, but humans love like a new, the, at least the concept and the idea of starting something fresh. So, uh, something that I, you know, I, I mentioned to you, I tried to do this like two years ago. I failed miserably. Uh, and you're not doing it this year. Dry, not even dry January, no drink January. So yeah. like not drinking alcohol, liquor, uh, even like a, uh, a full uh, sweet full sweet soda uh, only diet <laughs> but the, <laughs> just water <laughs> but not drinking at all so a lot of people will do a dry January so no alcohol um, but a perfect like I always think like hey does that count like do you drink kombucha which is not as has like you know half a percent alcohol yeah we're small. rubbing alcohol do you drink <laughs> be some is that cheating <laughs> I don't know um no but so a lot of people you know do a dry january of like hey i'm trying to reset or another popular one sober october Mm -hmm, that joe Uh, rogan brought that on yeah um but but in research it looked like dry january came several years back from like a british public service announcement like hey sober up you fucks (laughs) no yeah drink as much as you want the other <laughs> yeah the so, other 11 months my, me personally so i i'm always a person like i say i have to have balance right so right. if i drink if i don't drink in january i'm gonna drink double in february to make up for <laughs> what i didn't drink in january uh i gotta balance out my alcohol intake You're right at, at always at all at all times but i just am a person like i if i like i can't like deprive myself of things or even feel like i'm depriving myself of things so, so how, I, wait, how do you do on diets or do you I don't, don't not die yeah, yeah i don't do i don't die but i think a, a perfect you know kind of middle ground is the topic tonight non-alcoholic beer right, right? so non-alcoholic beer has been around since oh duels that's the first one i remember uh still a thing um saint Pauli girl is like a thing yeah so i went to uh part of the reason i, I went to party source yesterday was i wanted to see like Party Source has probably the, the best selection of, um, like, I know that anything that I could possibly get in my area is going to be at Party Source. So I wanted to see what the options looked like. So what they had Party Source in again? Kentucky. Thank you. But we have, so Jungle Gyms is in Ohio and they have two of them, but it's a little bit further away. And Jungle Gyms is like a, a full on grocery store. And even during COVID, it's like, it, Jungle Gyms is like a Saturday staple for a lot of people like people go there to um like it's like a destination mm-hmm. people go there from out of state and it's crazy and wacky and whatever and awesome um i've been kind of avoiding jungle gyms especially on the weekend because it still is yeah it's a destination like yeah. that's a you're not going there every like that's not yeah. your spot every friday it's not night. social distancing friendly let's just say that is it not no well i mean just because there's a lot of it, there's a lot of people there i mean it's a grocery store. We it got the vaccine. Do we still have social distance? I'm asking for a friend. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm either way, I haven't been to Jungle Gyms in a while. Um, and the one time I did go, I was like, oh, there's too many people here for me. Um, but anyway, 
went to party source because I know they have a fantastic selection um, as always. And I wanted to see, so they got St. Pauli girl in a, um, you've got your, which is uh, Michael Scott favorite. Um, you've got like Heineken came out to 0.0 a couple years ago. Um, you've got Lagunitas, which is a craft version IPNA IPNA bottle. And this is what you drink, I guess, is maybe the, the beer, but it's a non-alcoholic IPA, which Lagunitas is owned by Heineken. So that makes sense. Um, you had a couple other craft options from uh, like Sierra Nevada back brand. Oh, it's, it's not like a, it's not just old duels. Yeah, so there's the there's a I handful. There's definitely a handful, but it's not like there's a ton of of options. Um, but the one that I had heard of a couple of years ago, and I would have been wanting to try, and I'm like, hey, this is a perfect opportunity. It's called Athletic Brewing Co. So they're based out of um, Connecticut. So Athletic Brewing, this is a non-alcoholic uh, IPA called Run Wild IPA, non-alcoholic. Um, it's actually 0.4%. Um, alcohol so it's less than one percent so it's i think anything under one percent is considered non-alcoholic yeah um, you're gonna have to drink 50 of those to yeah they have on their website uh you have to drink eight in under a minute to have the same amount as one beer <laughs> so they say on on the website you can drink you can drink with this so it's perfect if you and and perfect if you are a designated driver but you still want some some beer, some alcohol, um, which I actually had. So BrewDog, um, which is a craft brewery. Uh, they have a tap room here in Cincinnati. I was a designated driver and, you know, was like, hey, let me try. They're, they have a non-alcoholic beer. That one was solid. Um, so we'll give a shout out to them. But anyway, Athletic Brewing Co. We'll talk a little bit more about it. I want to try the beer first, though. Um, Looks like a beer. It looks like a beer. It smells like a beer. So the new glass. It's craft loyal. I won this glass on Instagram. Craft loyal gear. Shout out to Is them. Is that something that you tagged me in? So you yeah. So I won, but I want a free glass on Instagram. So I'm I'm using it. Um, I will use it. I love these can glasses. These like can style glasses. It's got the little lip on the top. I don't know if you yeah. can see the mm-hmm. the lip. Um, but uh, yeah. So it smells like. So I do a lot of home brewing. So it smells like the hops are like not raw, but hops come in like a pellet dry form. Mm -hmm. The hops smells like that. Like when I'm brewing fresh beer, which is interesting. You don't usually get that in like the beer. Um, But it's got a very strong hop flavor. This is an IPA. Um, So I'm, I'm curious to try it. It's definitely got like a strong hop flavor, but it's also malty. Um, it's like a lot of people will say like, you know, NA beer is technically called like a cereal beer or grain, you know, uh, what do they call it? Near beer, um, super low Near alcohol beer? content. No, that's the spin-off I should drink. It tastes like beer. Like if you told me this was a beer, which, you know, tastes like beer, non-alcoholic beer. It tastes like a craft beer. It tastes like an IPA. Um, very strong on the hop uh, flavor. This one That's has... what gets me, man. I can't do the hop. That's what... Yeah. Like, when we drank the stout last week, it was good. Like, I enjoyed that because I didn't get... I didn't get that hoppiness, which obviously... Um, is this cool. is made with organic 
malt, mm-hmm. which is cool. The hops are not organic though, technically. It doesn't say the hops. I think it has the hops on the um the website, but it's a citrus mosaic. Um so it's definitely got mosaic is like one of my favorite, like, you know, West Coast piney IPA. Um very, you know, classic style, classic IPA style, but I can taste that it doesn't have alcohol. alcohol. Like you don't have, you don't get the alcohol flavor in it. Yeah. Um, which is what's missing yeast. That's what's missing. Right? So it's yeast. So, you know, in, in looking up how non-alcoholic beer is made, um, there's two ways that it's made. It's either, um, and I need to get the terms either through reverse osmosis, um, or vacuum distillation. So vacuum distillation is either cook is cooking off the alcohol after it's brewed or reverse osmosis is basically filtering out the alcohol. Um, both of them are require like a recarbonation of the beer. So you've got a, which, and they're both super expensive to do. A lot of the smaller startups like craft startups have um, kind of perfected basically not having to do anything to the beer you know, that's like a, once it's brewed, so they, they brew it and then it's ready to go. So my guess, and they have like a proprietary way that they do it. So they don't really, they don't really tell you too in depth with it. Um, but they, my guess is it has something. So create, so the thing that, that affects your, um, alcohol content is your malt, like the amount of fermentable sugars that are in there. So they probably put, a tiny bit of typical malt that's in beer that are fermentable. And then they're putting a lot of like non-fermentable sugars in there as well. Um, This is only 70 calories too, which is great for, you know, for carbs. Um, Does it say? It should. Uh, 14 carbs, 70 calories. That's not not keto friendly. (laughs) So it says water. So yeah, the ingredients, water, barley, organic, Vienna malt, hops, and yeast. So my guess is that there's very, very little malt in it. Um, and they, so you're getting that real, they're overriding you with the hop to give you the beer sensation. Yes. Yeah. And I had earlier this year, um, hop tea. I don't know if we talked about it on you the did, podcast yeah. or not, that. Um, but that has very, it gives you that sensation of like, you get the hops um, but not as much of the, um, not as much of the, I mean, it's non-alcoholic, but you get that, that feeling like it reminds you of, Hey, hops, your mind goes to IPA. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's, it's good. I mean, I would drink it. Like I definitely see the, um, the time and place when I would drink it. Yeah. Um, you know, if I'm a DD or if I'm like, you know, they really if target if, if you're on a bender and you're 13 beers in and you <laughs> need to pump the brakes, but you still want to drink yeah. beer. That's what you do. So it's called uh, athletic brewing. They're out of Connecticut. Take that um, to work tomorrow. Pop, yeah. Pour that <laughs> in a glass. Tomorrow work, and, see. Um, but they are, they're based out of Connecticut. The cool thing about them is they're like a you know startup, small craft brewery. You can't really ship beer to many States, but since they're non-alcoholic, they immediately had distribution. Like at the beginning, like they could ship it you know, anywhere in the U S because non-alcoholic, which is kind of cool. And they were having a lot of trouble keeping up with, um, demand at, at the beginning of like, I found this article on, uh, fast company, 
um, which it, it talks about like startups, you know, it's a website that talks about startups and, and um, you know, fast growing startups. This is a company I wholly 100% expect to see get snatched up by one of the big players in the next yeah. few years um, because it's good. It's, it's work, you know, it's doable. And I think that honestly, non-alcoholic and really low, uh, low alcohol beers are are going to be a huge trend that we see over the next three to five years. Like you already see it some with the seltzer, and I think people is there non-alcoholic seltzer? I mean, there's like like I mean, there's your seltzer yeah, like, fucking like, water, uh, but... yeah, seltzer water. Um, but yeah, non-alcoholic hard seltzer, I don't think would be a thing. Soft seltzer, <laughs> soft seltzer. Um, tomorrow. But yeah, so I, you know, you see like Budweiser, Zero, they're coming out with a thing. Like, so the big people, the big players are already seeing that this is a trend when you see, you know, multiple coming out. And personally, for me, like, I'm okay with like, I like, I'm a really big fan of like lower alcohol beers anyway. Like, I like a Berliner Weiss, which is uh, a, Super like a wheat like beer. Clear, yeah. Yeah, like 4% alcohol, you know, between 3 and 4%, a Goza, which is 3 and 4%, lighter beers. Um, I was at Mad Tree yesterday. I had a what's called a Grisette, which is similar to a Saison. It's like a session version of a Saison. So lower alcohol. It's it's what's also called a table beer. Um, so it's something that you just can drink and sip on all day. It's like 3%. Um, and you, you're starting to see more and more of these and they're more common. And I think that in the next three to five years, uh, non-alcoholic and and low alcohol is going to be a huge huge thing um if you like hearing about beer click the link in the show notes or on our instagram or facebook and check out the original craft beer club you can get up to 24 a month am i correct 24 you got some gifts lined up there so you know support your habit support us (laughs) original craft beer club uh, and then mostly comes in bottles and supporting the craft industry. As we've talked many times, the, the service industry, which I would probably lump breweries and such in, it's having just an awful time and watching. I am not a barstool sports fan in general. I like the pizza reviews and I'm, Watching these barstool fund announcements where they're calling people, telling them you know they're going to pay to keep their business open, no strings attached, and it's not like a one month thing. It's like we're going to pay to keep your business going until you're back on your feet. Yeah, and, that's cool. Which is crazy that Dave Portnoy, as he strikes me as such a dick, um, but is doing more than the government is. But with that being said, I got half of my stimulus. It's a weird thing. I I get half, and then Abby gives a check later. It's not all direct deposited, but whatever. Uh, But, David, you have, on numerous occasions, manifest into the world a kegerator. Yeah. So have you got your stimulus, and have you picked up? I got my stimulus. I'm kegerator shopping. If any kegerator companies are listening and want me to, to test one out, that uh we can talk about on the podcast i'll talk about it every single week i probably would have it in the shot behind me yeah. um because i don't know if you saw this our our we'll do kegerator stands <laughs> put it on instagram our friends uh the ginger and the beard the the ginger has a new setup with his computer yep. he's building his own computer nerd 
but he has like his setup and he put setup sweet as hell he dude but the thing that i'm honestly like probably might even do this other than a kegerator is beer fridge right by where he it it's holding up his desk like yeah. it's an integral part of his desk it's a load-bearing uh <laughs> beer fridge. Load-bearing fridge. <laughs> you can't can't take that out baby uh that's a uh, that's load-bearing <laughs> but i want to open concept desk like yeah hctv but yeah shout out to uh to to ginger and the beard they uh i haven't really I, i'm not gonna lie i haven't listened to them in a couple of weeks i'm well, i think they've been off the last couple but, of weeks oh so then yeah so i yeah, guess i'm caught up then maybe uh <laughs> i think you're good <laughs> um but yeah the uh our our friends hops and bops podcast uh they have a new like batch of shows that they released also the guy uh, messaged me and said that they're like the next town over from athletic brewing um which they it's kind of cool like a non-alcoholic tap room like everyone's just in there super sober and like like all like perked up like that would be weird Roaring 20s baby yeah i go <laughs> i go to a tap room to have people be more like subdued and like depressed drunk yeah. laid out on the floor <laughs> these people so like athletic is funny because they like they sponsor uh like avp which is volleyball spartan races and stuff like that like so maybe i'm i'm, I'm training for marathon again this year and they said that this can help you train for a marathon so i bet it can i'm gonna i'm gonna count on them i'm gonna i might be sponsored by them uh here pretty soon i might wear uh an athletic brewing i'll drink athletic brewing beer uh every mile if they want me to of the marathon as you cross the finish line to just fuel yeah to fuel up shake it up and just instead of the champagne it'd be that <laughs> um but yeah i'm excited um for 2021 I, like i said i we talked briefly i think about our resolutions um i, don't I gotta get healthier that. you know you're not a resolution guy what are you gonna run 1500 miles <laughs> yeah just run more uh, 150 books this year fucking nerd uh anyway yeah i'm just trying to be healthier i've started on that i hope to continue i, I saw something that said shout out to all those who made a resolution to get in shape and then put it off until monday because new year's was on friday <laughs> so yeah it's not this is not convenient for me um so as we get towards the end, man, I've been sitting here smelling my Duke Cannon Oak Barrel Buffalo Trace uh, Cologne Balm. So good. Me and Abby did our podcast down here last night. And so good. Um, music. You I be don't careful know. wearing that close to her. She might. <laughs> um, music played a big part of 2020. Just the, like, what I listen to on the regular, whether it be watching YouTube or video games or what little exercise I did. But as I've got like, do you have a Fitbit? Yeah. Well, I have a, a Garmin. So like the Fitbit app tracks your workouts and I hit my goal like five, five days out of seven. And looking back, you know, that's, like I put like 14 hours into those workouts. Well, the whole time I'm listening to something. Um, so what better way to get into our Spotify playlist? And please, if you haven't go follow it, beers and beards playlist on Spotify. 
Uh, it's very, the, there's something there for you. I'll guarantee you're going to be like, now there's some things that are probably not for you, but there's something to be like, ah, oh, I'll, uh, hit the button and put it on my own playlist. You know, feel free to steal and mix and match and whatever. So one of the things, this is a nostalgic thing, but also in the realm of like getting psyched up and pumped to, you know, do bench presses and shit that I haven't done in eight months. And I just feel like I'm a little girl now. Just doing the bar. No, I mean, I'm still strong, but I'm, <laughs> you know, just like being sore was the biggest thing that like yeah. kind of got me. Um, but one of the best movies growing up, probably, I don't know. I'm going to say it came out right around when you were born or before Terminator two. You a Terminator 2 fan? You a Terminator fan? Terminator fan, yeah, in general. Yeah, I never watched Genesis or any of the other shit. Terminator, the Terminator, Terminator 2 Judgment Day, that's as far as I go. But there's a scene, Eddie Eddie Furlong is in the garage. There's a song playing. It's Guns N' Roses. You Could Be Mine. Which I'm sure I've heard, but off the top of my head. Yeah, it's got a good long intro, and, and it's a, just a banging Guns N' Roses song. Axl Rose at his finest. Play it. I mean, it just sounds like a Guns N' Roses song, right? Yeah. Good playlist. Huh? Gotta add it. It's like 80s. Like, it sounds like almost like the Michael Jackson intro. I don't know about that. A little bit. Still a bit. Michael Jackson? Yeah, I could see that being like an intro to like something from uh, like the Ultimate Warrior, Batman. It's yeah. Terminator. So, all right, so Guns and Roses. As of thirty minutes ago, David didn't know what the hell he was going to pick. So, who a, I don't know what a Guns and Roses is. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I I knew the artist. I just didn't know the song. Um, so Michael Bublé. <laughs> Hey, we might have some Michael Bublé on there. Um, But one of the people that I feel like was kind of a precursor to a lot of the people like the Billie Eilish that's getting really popular now, the the, whatever Billie Eilish is. But one of the people that like just like seductive and sensual and that's how Billie Eilish is. I don't think so. Sort of. But like has that like, you know, maybe that's sound. Yeah. Yeah, some of those, some of her stuff, but she, similar like style. Um, but one of the precursors to that was Lana Del Rey. Um, so I love Lana Del Rey, and I love Lana. I love listening to her when I'm like in like a just like a chill mood where I just want to veg out and you know groove a little bit, smoke some weed, smoke some yeah, smoke Marvelous. some non-alcoholic weed. <clears throat> I do have a funny uh, Marlboro story, but I'm gonna tell you my my song first. So it's National Anthem by Lana Del Rey. It's a, it's is it the um, National Anthem? Yeah, it's the National Anthem <laughs> with uh, Jimi Hendrix playing in the background. Now the song is called National Anthem, um, but it's it's quintessential Lana Del Rey. Uh, I, I she also did like a whole album of covers. She did a, a cover of Doing Time um, by. Uh, um sublime right yeah yeah and her her covers are really good too um that's a really good album but she just has like this style where 
she is who she is kind of like who Billie Eilish like a lot of her like she has this you know style but yeah so um Angie's been thrifting a lot recently and she went to a thrift store with her her friend who told me about old fashions about what they were um because she's uh she's not I don't, I don't know if she's cat. yeah um but she's like you know what an old fashioned is right and I'm like well, let me get on uh urban dictionary but <laughs> she bought uh when they went thrifting she bought this like um like a fleece for her her boyfriend and you know it was i guess inside out which i'm sh- i don't know how she didn't notice but she got home and realized that it was uh had a logo on it on the inside because it was inside out it was a marlboro <laughs> fleece and i was like yeah like my mom has eight of those from marlboro miles from the yeah 90s. son she has that she has a sleeping bag she has a tent she probably had a 97 Camaro from. Yeah. <laughs> so shout out to uh, Marlboro, the Marlboro man, uh, which I'm not sure is if that's still a thing anymore. I don't think he, I don't think he is going to be, I don't think he, is I don't thing. think that they can legally give you uh, free, stuff. free stuff for the more, more sick for smoking more cigarettes anymore. Yeah. That was a good incentive though. I'd probably uh, smoke if they still had it. You would not. Listen. <laughs> I don't know. What what if we had a cigarette? Like we just reviewed cigarettes. <laughs> this is uh Benson and Hedges 100. <laughs> Man, I'll tell you what. This uh the nicotine level is not where I thought it would be, but this you know, parliament they're... is not as good as uh Funkadelic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this uh what's the Indian one? Uh uh American shit. Spirits. American Spirits. Yeah. So I used to work in a gas station, so I know like I used to be able to peg, like I used to be able to look at a person that was coming in and know what kind of cigarettes they were going to smoke. And also another backup, like, you know, Hey, if if we we don't have that, what's your backup. Right. So um, maybe we'll talk about that uh, a different time, but it was funny doing um, specific people definitely do like you get like the gruff dude that came in, you know, look like he just came out of the factory working all day. Yeah. Either like like a uh, palm oil or basic. Yeah. Like I don't want that fancy shit. Just give me the basic. Yeah. <laughs> like that guy. Uh, women that look like they grew up in the you know seventies when uh, cigarette Virginia ads Slims. were Virginia Slims. There's like a specific uh, type. Like they look like they would be. They would have those. Uh, what's the cigarette thing where it had like the cigarette holder? Yeah. That's the type of woman that looked like they would have that. That's Virginia Slims. Mm-hmm. Um, Virginia Slim 100s. You know, they're yeah. like. The 100s are long. the regular. The 120s are the longer ones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, then they had a purse pack, too, for Virginia Slims. It was like a little square. You could fit like two of them. Like in our <laughs> cigarette rack, you could fit two of them side by side and where normally one would fit. It's kind of awesome. What, what do you work at a Speedway? A shell. Oh, that's what the glory days. That's my peak. <laughs> Only downhill from here. Both of us are back to work today. I'm sure it'll be fun. That's uh, my non-alcoholic beer yeah. with my afternoon <laughs> meetings. Uh, if you've gotten this far and you enjoyed it, give us a share. Give us a follow on all the social medias. We Bourbon Notes probably Thursday this week. We're, we're hashing this out but 
Um, I think Thursdays be a good day. Just got to mix it up. We do a lot. We've been talking for a long time right now. So yeah, um, my throat's hoarse. I need some more, uh, more liquid. Yeah, you need some more non-alcoholic. They did here. say this is uh, hydrating. So I'm I feel sure very did. hydrated. So this week we had uh non-alcoholic beer and baby Blanton's next week. Uh, I think I'm going to do David's gift. Rounds Creek. Rounds Creek by Willet. Uh, straight Kentucky bourbon whiskey. I'm kind of torn because I like the bottle. You don't want to open uh, it. I mean, but that's what bourbon's for. And it's a hundred proof. <laughs> so it's going to be. Open it and refill it with. Uh, drink out all that and refill it with iced tea. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we appreciate you for listening. Happy New Year to everybody. Stay with your resolutions. I, if you want to do dry January, go for it. But we're not. No, I'm doing wet January. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. All righty. Thank you very much. We love you. We're out. Toodaloo.